Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about my 4P business model for leading with success. I don't want to drop too many P's, but I will say that this is going to be a great episode that you're going to need your pen and your paper, especially if you are a coach or consultant and you want to really make a difference in your community. All right, stay tuned and we'll get to it after this short break. And we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a big high five to those of you who have been listening for the very first time. Thank you so much for using your time with me. I know you could be a bunch at a whole bunch of other places. And I'm glad that you're here with me today. And I'm giving you a invitation to make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. So that way, as soon as I drop another episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And I'm giving a big old electronic hug to those of you who have been listening for multiple episodes. You didn't think I forgot about you? I know you're still there and I'm really appreciative that you're still here with me. Now, if you haven't done so already, let's be besties on social media. Make sure that you follow me, Denise G. Lee on Twitter or Denise George Lee on LinkedIn. There you'll be getting my hot takes and my motivational and inspirational advice to help grow your personal brand and or service-based business. And lastly, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and mosey on over to denisechilee.com. That's denisechilee.com where you'll read articles and get to know me a little bit better and see if there's a resource that may be able to help you at whatever stage business you are in right now. A lot of the concepts that I will be talking about, you can be finding them in my royalty program. So go ahead, check that out. It's royalty. You can find it under the courses tab under denisegelee.com. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I was thinking and really reflecting about a couple of things that have been happening to me and what I've been observing with people that I really hold in high regard. And the reason why I was doing that was because often, I always recommend this for everybody, every three or four months or so, you take a big pause and you kind of look around yourself, you look in your environment and ask yourself, am I really headed towards the things and the people that align most with me and what I want out of business. It's so often where we can get really caught up in the motions of just repeating patterns for the sake of repeating patterns and not really focusing on what matters most. And that's why, dun 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 dun, I will be talking with you about my 4P business growth model. Now, this is just a very snippet of what I can talk about in depth with you in my royalty program, but I just want to give you some highlights about what I talk about with my clients and hopefully that you can be able to glean with certain things that really matter most to you and to whatever stage of business you are. So make sure that if you got a pen or paper, make sure that you've got it on hand and we're going to be reviewing these issues. Now, don't hesitate to 
stop the recording and rewind in case there's something where I was like, wow, that's a big aha moment. That's okay. That's why it's a podcast. So you can listen at a speed and a pace that works well with you and review certain issues. Okay. I'm going to just say all the mental ones and then we're going to dive into each one. Number one is follow purpose, not passions. Number two, understand your people. Number three, be persistent. And lastly, the number four is keep promoting yourself. Okay, now let's start talking about number one is follow purpose, not passions. And I know this might sound a little contradictory to what you may have heard in the business world where they say, well, follow your your passions, follow the things that really light you up. And a lot of people misinterpret that to be your purpose. No, I'm not talking about your that. And let me explain what I'm talking about. Now, for example, we all of us have things that we like at the moment. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel a little happy, but it's not something that we want to do long term. For example, I think about when I first got back into creating content on LinkedIn. I lo- I talked a lot about content creation stuff, but the truth of the matter was that wasn't my purpose. That wasn't the thing that I really wanted to do. If you saw on my banner, I was I said I was a business coach, but I ended up talking a lot about content creation tools. And that's an example of something that I'm really passionate about is content creation and communicating with our writing, but In essence, I am always a coach. My purpose and my current vocation and what I really love to do, I think about even all of my other things that I have done as a personal trainer and other other aspects of my life where I lead, I inspire, and I motivate. That's who I am. That's my purpose. Now, a subset of the things that that interests me is content creation, digital marketing, copywriting, but that is not my thing that lights me up and gets me excited and gets me motivated long term. I want you to make that clear distinction in your mind and ask yourself, what are the things that really are fun and cute to do, but it's not really the overarching goal that you may have in your professional life. And not to say that you may not have a whole bunch of passions within the umbrella of your business, but don't make that the focal point when it really is more or less just a sub highlight in the overall business that you're doing. I think a lot of us, we think to ourselves, well, if I really like it, that means that must be a purpose. Now, I want to make it very clear, our purpose are the things that really embody who we are, our strengths, our things that we can weather through and overcome. I think about going to the example of content creation. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I got better at it more out of a sense of desperation and a sense of cheapness not because I really loved doing it, to be quite frank with you. That's really why I did it. And I got better at it along the way. But if you ask me right now, hey, Denise, I want to pay you 
let's just say $5 million to be a full-time content creator. Do you want to do it? I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to do it because that's not really what would light me up and get me excited. It's It was basically a means to end. And I think for a lot of us in the beginning of our business, we confuse means to an end as a form of purpose. I always tell all my clients that you wear multiple hats in the beginning of your business and as you get more money and things start picking up you need to take some of those hats off and give it to somebody else make sure that you always keep on your hat the main hat is what you want to be known for what you excel in and again the strengths and the things that matter most to you never ever forget that all right now number two is understand your people I, I've been observing a particular colleague in my industry and it seems that this person has been drowning in quicksand, as it were, in her, their business. And I always know that things are starting to go a little bit downhill when it, there's this element of desperation and it doesn't seem that it is rooted from a sense of planning and strategy. And let me get a little bit more into the granularity and the details as I explain it, while still respecting obviously their anonymity regarding this issue. She is a fellow coach in the coaching industry. And I've noticed that this particular coach while they said that they are migrating away from one particular issue that they spent a lot of years and made a lot of money and were very successful to try to talk about another issue. And that really matters most to her and that's really authentic to her. But because she's been so accustomed to let's just call the original thing A that made her a lot of money. She was so used to just working and operating in A and getting that money in A. She was afraid to really transition to B, which she's declared and said that this is really what matters to me. To me, this is really where I feel like I need to focus my energy on. And I see her focusing back and forth, back and forth, drifting into conversation A. And if that's you, if you've been focused on just that immediate payout of the things that mattered to you that made money in A but not drifting in B, then this is a really big wake-up call that your people are paying attention. Always keep your focus on your people because if you knew that this is really where you need to be is drifting toward one other area you feel called to, but you keep on trying to hold on to things that you know is outdated. You know it doesn't serve you, and frankly, it probably doesn't serve your community more, and you're still focusing on it. You will end up losing both your people and your profits at the same time. I see this happen all over the place. I was mentioning to my husband just the other day about this particular account as a, a political account and it's featured a very prominent American politician and I was telling I was showing this to him that the account originated in August of 2021 and as I'm recording it we are in the beginning of October 2021 
and they have jumped from zero to 80,000 followers. And my husband shrugged and said, who cares? The only reason why they, they have an account it's grown so fast, it's because they're featuring a very prominent politician and it's very inflammatory in nature. And accounts that tune up that fast, typically fate fizzle out because it's only relying on the coattails of things that may be popular right now, have a lot of attention, but will not hold any meaning long-term. Now, I want to ask you, are you trying to hop on the coattails of something really fringe and popular and expecting that your people will stay long-term? I hesitate to say that's a really bad idea. And the one of the things that I've heard, the, the phrase that I think you've heard too, is that as quick as they come, as quick as they'll go. And if you're only focusing on that quick attention, those quick bursts, and not focusing on a long-term business strategy that involves really serving and involving and catering to your community, your people, don't expect to have a long-term successful career. So you have to always come from the standpoint of long-term, how do I really want to serve my people? How do I really want to help them grow and evolve, not just with their personal goals, perhaps their personal professional goals as well? One of the examples that come to my mind as I think so much about is Apple computers and the Steves um, and a basement 40 years ago deduced that people don't want to lug around heavy mainframes and to communicate with other people, which once was only reserved to the academics and the military. They wanted to make it so that it was easy to understand and frankly, easy to use. And the only people out there that were doing it was IBM, but it seemed so clunky and it seemed so cumbersome to, frankly, user operating system and send messages and just, it just felt really burdensome. And as you look at Apple from then until now, it's always been the same main theme, ease of use, that my 82-year-old mother-in-law who barely speaks English can be able to use it just as good as me, right? Because it was so freaking easy to use. And that craft wasn't by accident. It was come from the a mindset that I just want people to be able to use our electronics, pick it up out of the box and just run with it from their watches, iWatches, to the tablets, to the computers, to, you know, whatever else. It's just ease of use. But that was coming from always staying connected and close with the community, with their people and making sure that they were evolving in a way that makes sense. Don't be tempted to go only look for the short-term money. Always look for, as I'm growing and evolving, what really makes sense. And that's why I'm really a big advocate. If you have a social media account, make sure that you just don't post and run. You post, you ask for input, you listen to what they're saying, you make suggestions as appropriate because if you are good to your people, your people will be good back to you. But you won't get that experience if you're only focused on you and you alone. And let me let you know something else before I pivot and I talk about something else. 
I see a lot where people who have made some money, they have a little arrogance about it and they say, well, I don't really need to hear about what people need to say. My method is tried and true and I don't need to switch. And to some extent, I understand where that comes from. But your community can only grow really through word of mouth. And You can only spend so much money in advertising to grow your base. Eventually, you're going to have to have people who are going to be your cheerleaders. They're going to be your advocates. And you want them letting everybody know, yes, your business, your brand is known for caring and connecting and hearing people out and are welcome and receptive to new ideas. You want to be known for that. Now, are you going to be able to accept each and every idea that comes through your box? Like, of course not. I'm not sitting here and telling you to do that. You always need to have a a core identity, but you need to stay connected with your people. Okay, now let's pivot and talk about being persistent. This is definitely something that I see a lot of newbie entrepreneurs. They, They have a good strike going on and then somehow they just fall flat because they're just not getting the traction and the motivation that they see in terms of profit or they're not seeing their followers grow as much as they want and they're like, oh, forget it. I don't want to do this. I don't care what type of schedule that you want to do in terms of your posting strategy, for example, or your offer creation strategy. I just want you to have a schedule and keep persistent with it because Believe it or not, people are paying attention and people are taking notes even when you think uh, they're not even paying attention. One of the things that intrigued me was this week, my husband was telling me about how people in his particular investing mastermind community was really distraught because my husband wasn't speaking uh, that week and the reasons why because he didn't check his email very often he kind of dropped the ball in terms of us not responding to a message regarding scheduling anyway regardless he grew a following of people he thought no one was paying attention to him that he thought that it wasn't as important but evidently it was so important one of the people who was listening to his particular mastermind community called the help desk and said, Hey, if you know, you know, my husband is not participating, why don't we go ahead and have me do it for X amount of weeks or whatever. That's how serious people were. You would not be surprised how people get seriously attached to hearing you on schedule. I think even about my own personal life, there's a particular minister that I really love listening to on a podcast. And for whatever reason, he wasn't able to uh, upload podcasts on Thursday and Friday. He's a Monday through Friday podcast guy. And I didn't hear him on Thursday or Friday. And I was like, well, what's going on? I kept on refreshing my my phone to see if maybe a podcast dropped that I missed. And sure enough, he just didn't upload anything. But on Monday morning, he uploaded a new piece of content. Your people are paying attention, so be persistent. Believe it or not, they are listening. They may not be communicating with you, but they are listening. In my royalty program, I talk about how to cultivate, nourish, 
and grow a community of people that not only seek your advice, but they seek your solutions and they want to learn from you. You can check that out on denisechilee.com, Courses in the Royalty Program. Okay, lastly, let's talk about promoting yourself. And I think this is definitely something that we all intuitively know that Well, if we want to grow our business, we need to let other people know that. And I think for a lot of people, especially women, not to say that men don't have this issue, but I find this especially true with women that they take the first few rejections as a sign that I can't grow my business, it's a failed concept, and I just shouldn't do this because it just hurts too much to be told no after no after no after no and I definitely understand where that comes from because I myself have wanted to close up shop many times after I have been more or less ignored not after the second or the tenth or the hundredth you know just many times I think about various experiences of my life it comes to my mind thinking about a podcaster that was talking about why certain men are more successful specifically in the stock market versus women and I'm not going to sit here and go into feminism and gender equality and all that just please if you feel that way your those feelings are bubbling up I want to encourage you to take those feelings put in a box and close it just temporarily and just hear what I have to say because it's really important Anyway, this particular podcaster was explaining the reason why it was a lot of success was because men on balance have become accustomed to rejection and it first started in the romantic life, specifically men who went out and tried to ask multiple girls out for dates and just got no after no after no after no. And after a while, they just realized it was a number scheme that even if they got one or two rejections, eventually somebody was going to come up to them and say, hey, I'd like to date you. Hey, I, yeah, I accept your offer. Let's go to the movies or let's go to uh, the bowling alley or wherever. And I think for a lot of us, we haven't calloused ourselves and grown accustomed to getting through the motions of having no's. And I want to let you know that no is not always a no to your offer. It could be no to the way you've sold yourself. It could be no that you are not talking to the right audience. But you don't know that unless you keep promoting yourself, unless you keep advertising. I remember talking with a coach a while back ago specifically my coach, and he was explaining to me that you don't even want to touch your ads or modify your ads or do anything unless an X amount of times it's been viewed, okay? Because you don't have enough data for you to make pivots or adjustments. I see so many people when they want to give up, they're not the persistence meaning that they don't have enough numbers they don't have enough information for them to make sound rational conclusions on whether or not they need to be changing their formats with their videos or they need to be just doing anything differently and you have to make a commitment to yourself 
whether or not be 30 or 60 or 90 or whatever you're doing, make a commitment to say, okay, I'm going to give it a good, honest try on this. And here's the most important thing. If somebody says no or nobody's interested, it's not because you suck. Maybe your offer sucks. Maybe you need to revise how you package it. I think about specifically the when Toyota first came to the U.S., And everyone thinks, oh yeah, Toyota is a really great uh, car company, and is they've been like successful for like forever. But that wasn't the, always the case. They had a lot of hurdles gaining trust as a Japanese uh, company. Think about World War Two, right? Think about you know the animosity that Americans once held for for ja Japan because of the the war, right? That relationship had to be built, and over time, and U.S. Co companies that came to the U.S. had to deal with a lot of obstacles in terms of building trust. And car company companies were not the only ones. I think about specifically Chevrolet, and sometimes they had to remodel and make shifts for how they sell their products. Now, you've heard of the Chevy Nova, right? Well, they don't make it anymore, but once upon a time, there was a Chevy Nova, and it did really, really well in the U.S., but it flopped in Latin America, and the reason why is because Nova was assigned with the Spanish word nova which is no go and a lot of people thought oh no i don't want to do that i don't want to drive a car so but they had to change the name and they still resume selling the exact same car just under a different name we have to make pivots we have to make changes we have to get enough data and we can't just do it arbitrarily just thinking well just because the first or second person says no means that it's enough not the right thing that we should be doing. Perhaps we just need to be making tweaks. We don't know. I tell this with my clients all the time, all the time about let's take a close look at what you're doing, how you're doing it, and using the information that we have, let's make some strategic decisions. And that's why it's so important if you haven't done so already, have a mentor, have a coach, have some accountability partner, have someone that can help you look at things from a different perspective because I know that personally for me, it's really, really easy to go down the rabbit hole of despair and misery and wanting to give up because you just not seen anything. But it always takes someone that's not you. It's a little more experience. It can give you a different perspective that you haven't quite seen. All right, now let's review everything that we've talked about today. This is our... P's, our 4P model for growth is number one is follow our purpose, not our passions. We always want to be leaning into our strengths, the things that we're good at. And we're not always trying to just follow the, the money. We want some things that really define who we are and what matters most to us. Number two is understand your people. Don't get sidetracked and, and discouraged just because one thing is not setting up the quite the way that you want may make sure that you're always listening and being attuned to what your community is telling you i gave the example of apple but you can always look at other communities of people who are really happy about supporting a brand they do it for a reason they're doing it because there's some form of alignment with what the company is doing 
and as well as what the community needs. Number three is be persistent. Do not give up just after the first or second flop. Keep iterating. Keep refining either yourself, refine your offer, refine what you do to promote it. And lastly is keep promoting yourself. I gave the example of dating, but it doesn't really matter where you find your inspiration. Just always realize that once you keep at it, you get better. And with more experience, you can make more refinements. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have any questions or comments or concerns? Make sure that you let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. Also, feel free to send me any topic ideas. I'd love to converse with you and hopefully get your idea up on the air so other people can listen to it and make sure if you've been listening to this podcast write a review that way other people can find me and sharing is caring if you really love this episode make sure you share it with somebody else well that is it thank you so much for listening take care and be awesome